Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show. Episode 21, our show can drink now. 21 years old. I mean, 21 Wait, episodes. Episodes yeah, old. Yeah, Who yeah. waits to drink till they're 21? I mean, <laughs> our show's been drinking since number eight. Urban yeah. kids. Maybe nine. Yeah, urban, urban kids. kids. <laughs> Not rural kids, no. Yeah. But we're broadcasting from the Mina True Value and Riverwood Gallery Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. I'm Eric. That's Ramsey. Ramsey, say hi to the people. No. Okay. <laughs> and that's Justin. <laughs> Hello. And episode 21 is here. We got a lot of stuff to talk oh, about since the last time. I don't, even, I don't even know what we could even talk about this week. Like, did nothing, anything happen? Nothing literally happened. In, in Green Bay, Wisconsin? Yeah, no, pretty dead week. Dead week? This yeah. might be a short episode. Oh, shit. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into the business of the episode, we got to talk about our business. Monkey Knife Fighter Partners over there. Feel free to play along with the contest. Raise energy. Repping the raise hat right now. Ramsey, you are too. Uh, of course. I always Wednesday. Raise Wednesday, raise man. Yeah, you got it. Today Justin let us down. Uh, is it, it's in the wash. I wore uh, I I was representing it for your hats in the wash? No, I didn't get a hat. You bought the whole darn store out. Dude, I couldn't I bought get one a hat. After that. I bought this last week. No, no, oh, that's man. Ramsey's. You bought that out for Ramsey. Ramsey's I did buy the entire sure. stock of uh raise so. hats. No, it's in the wash. Yeah, no, but uh, repsports.com, code ROOT4, 50% Root? off. ROOT4. Check out our Facebook page. we got new offer there. And then, yeah, so raise energy, code ROOT4. Check it out on Facebook. And with that, we start the episode off. We'll start it off with what we had rooted for. Positive thing in the last week. What did you guys think? Ramsey? What was there positive about the last week? Uh, uh, the race? Yeah, this is you guys your NASCAR. expect me to take the NASCAR race? What if I, I don't mean, want to be that guy right now? Fine. Fine. Anything else positive? We nope. shot gun Saturday. We did. Talk about that. Talk about being outside in the nice Wisconsin 80-degree weather. Nope. It's going to be one of those episodes, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. So, uh, <laughs> NASCAR's at Kansas. Um, Kansas race. Best car didn't win again. Probably Kyle Larson was. Oh, he was dominant. He was probably the best car that he didn't really. He just got shuffled off to the back, right? Yeah. I mean, it just had me pit strategy kind of. Sucked. Effed him over. <laughs> Better? It's, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> the same thing. It's a little more pleasing to the ears yeah, for, the, so, for the younger listeners. So, yeah. pit strategy kind of screwed Kyle Larson over. Um. Well, it wasn't just pit strategy. It was it was that last late late restart. Yeah, you know, the last two of them. Yeah, it just, that's, um, that's the way it goes sometimes. He kind of he kind of picked the wrong the wrong uh, side yep. to start on in, in the first restart and took the high side and then he got beat off the start by Kyle Busch. Yeah, and I mean his tires kind of wore off too yeah. at that point. So it's not it, like Kyle Larson should have won the race. I think we would all agree. That's the probably, second. That's the doubt, second yeah. race this year that he's been pretty dominant in. And then, Both uh, mile and a half tracks. Yeah, Atlanta think, was the other one, right? So, spoiler: I think Kyle Larson's probably my pick to win this week at Darlington. Yeah, not shocking. I'd probably go that he's, one too. Kyle Larson's pretty good, Darlington. Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. I think Chase Elliott's do, due for one. Do you know? We talked about it on our NASCAR episode. Somebody that was really struggling, but he had a, a, a top five, but he finished second in the race. That might be the guy. He he might be turning it around on old, old Harvick there. Man, though, and you can like Kevin Harvick. Speaking of, speaking of though, just we talked about in the episode, in the NASCAR episode. Kyle Busch got the win though. 
Not the, not only one win. He had two wins over the weekend. Yeah. In the Bushy McBush race. The Bushy McBush 400. How stupid is that? that Wonderful. Right so he also won the truck race. Did you guys watch that truck race? You kind of resembled know. the Bush beer guy tonight. I do what I can for the people. In the flannel and the... Kyle Bush took a three-wide in Ross Chastain in the truck race. Man, dude, he, that was like old-school Kyle Bush on the high side, passing Ross Chastain, going three-wide in turn number three. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I loved it. It was great. You know, um, I've always wondered this, if he ever gets sick of winning those meaningless races no. for him. But well, no, he never gets sick of winning. He, That's awesome. You think I'm petty? Man. Kyle Bush is like petty <laughs> think, on another you level. You think about it. That guy is like the winningest driver in NASCAR, right? Across all three series. In, yeah. in my humble that opinion. Guy, that guy is going to be, he's going to set it so far out of reach that nobody will ever touch that. In my humble opinion, which I like to consider myself a fairly decent NASCAR fan, mm-hmm. Kyle Busch is the best driver I've ever seen. I've seen Dale Earnhardt, I've seen Jeff Gordon, I've seen Jimmy Johnson. Kyle Busch is more talented than all those guys. I would agree. He I, I would totally agree. It, it kills me a little inside, just because you know Jeff Gordon. But I'd probably agree. Kyle Busch is the most talented driver I've ever seen. And if you don't, if you, I believe it was the Bush or the Bud shootout in two thousand nine. Go watch the replay right at the end of the race. Kyle Busch gets turned sideways coming off turn four at Daytona, and saves the car. Like I that I would I would I would piggyback off of that, and I would say. When did Dale Earnhardt die? 2001. Yeah. February 18th, 2001. I would say that Kyle Busch has been the most, NASCAR's most important driver in the series since that night. I disagree with that. Yeah, what else? Just because I don't know how many other bad guys in NASCAR. I mean, that's that's what that sport kind of needs is a bad guy to hate. You got to remember, Jeff Garden was that guy for a long time, though. No, the guy after Earnhardt was. Earnhardt Jr. And that's sure too. Granted, he didn't have the success right. that he probably and that's what should I, have. I guess that's. But Dale Jr. was the guy that carried the sport for about ten years after that point. Well, didn't he win like sixteen or seventeen most popular drivers in, in a row? row. Yeah. yeah. So I and mean, Jeff Gordon, on the flip side, you had every good guy has to have a bad guy, right? Jeff every, Gordon was that bad guy that for a Jeff long time. Jeff Gordon was the bad guy, and Jeff Gordon, I would say, is probably the second most talented driver I've ever seen. Yeah. I think Jimmy Johnson, and we kind of get off tangent on NASCAR, but I think Jimmy Johnson had the f- lucky fortune of getting Chad Canales at the same time when Jimmy Johnson was kind of oh, coming to his own. Yeah. I was just, just going to say this uh, to you personally, but I'll say it here. After you get done listening to our uh, podcast here, go on to Jail Dun- Dale Jr. Download, and he's got a thing with Greg Ives. Oh, I bet that's good. Oh, it's awesome. He talks about racing up in Norway and at WIR yeah. and Kakana yep. and, and Plover or wherever and just how he came up and racing and how he it, – it, it's a great story. I mean, it's it's quite long, but it's it's a phenomenal really story. The Digital Download's kind of been the place lately – to get kind of the inside scoop on NASCAR that because yeah. Dale Jr. for the most part through his NASCAR career was relatively private. And with the download, the Dale Jr. download, so not to support other podcasts, but support. I mean, they're they have way more money than we do. I don't need to support Plank. Um <laughs> <laughs> so the Dale Jr. download though, if you have the opportunity to go listen to it, because that's a lot of inside information that in NASCAR traditionally isn't necessarily 
put out there. Well, you know, just to kind of piggyback on that, you had, just before we get on to the next, uh, to Justin and my, what we rooted for, NASCAR hasn't always had the best marketing. Like, in the sense that you did, like, you knew a couple of the names, you saw the commercials. Well, NASCAR's but, a flawed sport, period. But you didn't know who they were personality-wise. It's I mean, better marketing track, than... Major League Baseball. I don't disagree with that one bit. No, that's not even that's not <laughs> better marketing than probably the NBA. Uh, Jeff, NASCAR Jeff, is a flawed sport. Jeff though. Gordon, Dale Earnhardt were bigger than NBA stars are right now. Maybe outside of LeBron, but LeBron's a that's a whole nother. Yeah, we we could do a whole nother episode yeah. on this. I don't I don't disagree with you on that. I just think the NBA does a pretty good job at marketing its game overall, whereas NASCAR doesn't necessarily have that. Like you don't know you know more about the NBA guys off the off the court because they actually probably had the most open platform to discuss off court issues, off court life, things like that. You know more about them than you know probably most athletes, maybe other than yeah, the NFL. I would, I, yeah, because social media changes yeah. that. Um, obviously, Matt De Benedetto is probably the best best NASCAR guy on social media. Speaking of that, what an overrated clown! Ooh, really? Yeah, he's overrated. And. All right. Anyway, Justin, you're I, I rooted. Here's what I rooted for. I rooted for a fantastic draft by the Green Bay Packers. It was outstanding. Now I know we're I know we're gonna get into it a little deeper, but I loved everything they did over the three day weekend, and, and they did a phenomenal job in, in filling needs and getting talent uh, where they needed it. So I, I was very happy. It didn't come walking away with a quarterback that we didn't need or, or you know a running back that we didn't need we got what we needed and, and filled holes Ramsey I don't know about that we'll, we'll get in that more we're gonna episode. touch it we're gonna touch that base right there I know but I don't know about that yeah we got a lot of stuff to talk about that so we'll get to that later I'm gonna go I'm gonna you kind of use a combo <laughs> I'm gonna use a combo here <laughs> of uh between Green Bay Blizzard and uh, Wisconsin Timberhallers. Just as I had mentioned last week at the end of the episode, just you know, getting out in, in, in public and you know, doing all this stuff. The end of the Blizzard game, if you haven't done that. You fish got taken out. I didn't get taken out. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get taken out. I, wore, I took that like a champ. I took that like a champ. I got, I got hit by a defensive back. Doing the chain gang. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent the video. You didn't get that? No. no. He's not friends oh. with me on Snapchat. Did you, Did you have uh, Snapchat, Justin? Yeah, Frankie J thirty three. It should be uh, Coach Doll or really Swivel Hips Doll. But uh, anyway, so it was a blocked field goal, and they went to go field it. So Chain Gang usually stands about fifteen yards behind the play, if possible. So the holder for the Blizzard is their Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Bakari Triggs, okay. safety. Yeah, he tracks down the loose ball. Eight yards back in the end zone, whatever, against the wall, tries to run it out, and he gets pushed against the boards in the end zone, so it's a safety. Play is dead, but he's still trying to, you know, play it off like he didn't hit the boards and try to run downfield. Well, there's really nowhere to go when you're on the field because you, you have to be. Yeah. And the guy next to me, the one of the other chain members, hops the boards. I thought about it for a second. I'm like, well, this isn't going to work, you know, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And, dude, I hip checked the dude. And he bounces off. I get, you know, a little bit of a round of applause for taking the hit like a champ. <laughs> I was pretty sore. That's so, a lot of running. So how far how you far did the guy champ? fly off of you? 
Ah. Did you give him a five-yard bump and run or what? No, no, it started to slow down after that. He kind of realized, okay, I'm down, and now I just hit the chain member. <laughs> <laughs> they avoided you after that? They did. Yeah. And the Blizzard yeah. ended up getting a win with 20 nice. seconds left in the game. Nice. Great, great end of the game. Then last night, Tim Brettler game. Good win for them. Nice to be back at the stadium. You know what did, did it, how, uh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna go with you on this. Okay. How did it feel like? W- now we can exit Ramsey out of this conversation. What? Why? Because, <laughs> because I I understand and I and I kind of have a feeling for it too. But how did it feel? I mean, when you walk into a a, a professional stadium, you, I mean it. It just smells differently. Like, yeah, no, no. Why so, am I getting excluded out of that? Because you hate baseball you and hate me baseball. having fun, apparently. I've probably been to more, like, open sporting events lately than you guys have. Oh, yeah. Mm. Bristol Dirt. I've been to yeah. three or four Gambler games at the end of the year. I've been to most of those with you, yeah, other than me, Bristol totally. Dirt. Totally. More than me. I'm just saying, been to I'm just saying. Anyway, so, so, I'll, so I'll why am I excluded, like, like, Justin? Because <laughs> you like, hate me even when you, We'll just... Okay, so like, I'm even say when this. you walk into Lambo, like the, the uh, smell and the aura, yeah. and, no, I'll and say this. So, how did that feel? Like spring chain baseball. <laughs> <laughs> this is why. This is why. Right there. That that's the answer. So I'll say this. I got you. So I've been to, I've been to a Blizzard game now. Yeah. I've been to a handful of gambler games. I've been to a couple of races down at uh, WIR. Mm-hmm. Been to a Booyah game. Oh yeah, went, went to a Brewer game. I love the Booyah game. I've been so I've been to enough sporting events, you know. Mm-hmm. This was so much different, and I I think it's just because of how many Timber Rattler games I usually go to in a year. Yeah. So this was, I mean, the you know, uh, you recognize the staff because you go to so many games. Yeah. So I knew the parking guy. I knew like the guy at the courtesy desk. The guy, you know, you just know all these people. You get to know the people, the yep. PA guy, all this stuff. You're a regular. Yeah. And being back there last night was such a different than any of those. Being better brewer game, being at any of those, it was such a different, like, such a return to normal. It was so nice. I, yeah. I can't say enough words. And I, I would, I would say just because of the Timber Rattlers at at the T Rats game, you know, when you sit there, you kind of it's it's a little more personal. You're closer yeah, to and, everything. And you know, for the moment, I mean, I can't really. The Blizzard had their entire season canceled last year, but like. At least the Brewers were on TV last year. NASCAR was yeah. on TV last year. You know, a lot of the stuff was at least on TV. Whereas the Timber Hours, they were closed down since the end of the 2019 season. Yeah. Same thing with the Blizzard. I mean, that was kind of cool too, but I don't go to enough of those games to really appreciate it. What was it, like it. 631 days or something? Something like that, yeah. So yeah. it was just nice. You know, you kind of take it for granted when you're going 15, 20 times a year. And the fact that you didn't go for a whole year and a half, basically, at calendar time. Mm-hmm. It was just nice being back, so I'll say that. And just the smell and the look and the, and the professionalism of it all. And, yeah. And just, I mean, it's outdoor sports, and life is starting to get back to normal. Um, by no means have we beat anything, but, you know, when we start getting back to normal, and it feels good. It probably just felt good. It did. Yeah, it did. Ramsey? Can I talk now? Yeah. Food <laughs> <laughs> and Ramsey, what the <laughs> Expletive. Word. <laughs> what negative things did you say about me going to the Tim Rattler game last night? Nothing. Okay. Is this where you go, oh, no, I'm just kidding. I got a lot. It's basically <laughs> spring train baseball, though. No. So. I mean, no, see, no, I'm not going to go that far because that's... Uh, that's... If you go to a baseball game, you're a dork. Oh, oh, come on. You've been no. wanting to go to Tim Rattler games. I'm, you know, being a dad, you got to take your kids to that stuff. So You've been wanting to go to Tim Rattler taking. Games. I loved taking I my kid to, to a dork. A... I love taking my kids to a I'm also wanting to go to the Timberlake game, though, just so I can wear the merch. 
They yeah. have pretty cool merch. Like, yeah, cool. yeah, I'm they not going to lie. The Tim Brownies have yeah, pretty cool do. gear. Exactly. So, T-Rats, if you're listening, so yeah. hook your boy up. I'll show up your games. Hey, yeah. we we got to get a we got to get one of their players on. So We do. I, I We got to get to a game. We do. Justin. <laughs> Justin. All right, Aaron, Nugget, I'm, I'm down. Nugget of the week time. Go, Ramsey. Eric. Uh, Eric. You guys suck. This is unbelievable, this story, no, Ramsey. This tell is, tell it, Ramsey. So you shut your mouth. We're sitting here having a lovely gentleman conversation. Great conversation. As we always do. And Eric wants to talk about how the McChicken is terrible. It's the I most. He said that it sucks. said the McChicken is the most overrated that he hopes sandwich. It gets kicked okay. off the Underwhelming. menu. Underwhelming. What the bleep? Oh okay. my Atlanta. Okay. Do we want to know what actually? Gotta have said? pickles so, on a McChicken. I hope it goes to hell and dies. Is what he said. We want to talk about sandwich. It was. A one dollar yeah, sandwich, like, Eric, we, and you want to be so picky right. about it. it's sloppy. Yeah, I, I don't, don't like. I don't sloppy. like the sloppy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Do we want to talk about what I actually oh. said? Guy will doubt a said, guy will doubt cheese fries and three three bites. You know, we want to talk about what I actually <laughs> said. He said the chicken sucks. I did not say yeah. that. Yeah, he did. Justin, did he say that? Over. Rated yeah, he sandwich said, no. he said the no. on the McDonald's The chicken menu. sandwich is shit. Yeah. See, now we're never going to get a sponsorship from McDonald's because you just... This is you not killed, all what I said. You killed their number Basically, one selling the sandwich. The sandwich, you're like, You hey, killed their number one selling right. sandwich with right. pickles. Right. So let's talk about what I actually said. <laughs> I said shit. I said it was underwhelming. No. Because I remember it like so. I, Overrated. I, I, no, I said you underwhelming. You said it was shit. I did not say that it was shit. <laughs> you said I hate the McChicken. No, this is not what was said. It's you only said good I, when You said I hope the McChicken walks off a cliff and dies. When, the, when right. they slice it up in squares and put four pickles on each square for me and, and yeah. they give me a full slice Eric, of cheese. Eric hates the McChicken. I do not hate the McChicken. I You're can't believe that that's McChicken hater, Eric. Right, right. He said that. To did happen. not say that, but Justin, anyway. He said it. He said it. That's what I'm saying. No. Totally said it. So McDonald's, if you want to sponsor is... us, Eric hates the McChicken. Yeah. Don't, I hate the McChicken. Don't sponsor Eric. Sponsor yeah, me spon- and Ramsey. Yeah. We, I, like, I uh, love McChickens. Me too. I, I enjoy McChickens. Best thing on the menu. Ma- oh, if McDonald's could on. change one okay, thing, okay, put hold the on. Mac sauce on hold the McChicken. Hold on. Oh. It is by far the not the best thing on the menu. It's good. What? What? Are you Ooh, talking about for, for a, a dollar? dollar? It's not even a dollar anymore. It doesn't matter. It, it was a dollar thirty nine. Oh, it's basically a dollar. Me scusi. Inflation. <laughs> this show is awful. This show sucks yeah. so bad. This is a food critic show now, and you suck at it. Yeah, that was a terrible take. <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway, Justin. Well, that was my real nug, though. I, I know it was. That wasn't. Oh, okay, what do you got? My other nug is Eric. <laughs> <laughs> you got double nugged by the same person. That's awesome. What is it? Eric this week, man. He's been oh, yeah. riding Jordan Love's oh, brain. I have not been riding his You blade. hate Jordan Love, no, too? No, no, no. He no, no, loves no, Jordan no, no, Love. No, 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 no. He's riding that blank. <laughs> I think Jordan Love is a solid quarterback. How do you I love think... Jordan Love but hate McChickens? What the hell is Literally, wrong with you? Jordan Love's the McChicken quarterback. <laughs> yeah. By your definition, he's the best quarterback ever. Then, yeah, I hope he is. Because Goody made his bed. Now he has to two Super Bowls. He needs at least two. So, I go back to what I was saying with Drum Love, and we're gonna get into this more in the episode. By the way, so I, keep it short. Overrated. We're not even sure if he can play. He had a sixty-four. His best year 
with 64% completion. In the Mountain West. In college. In the Mountain West. Doesn't matter. Everyone else, all the others, like, high quarterback prospects were well above 70. So, and even, there was a comment that was put out over the week that Eric said that Jordan Love would be the second or third taken quarterback in this year's draft. He could have been. Um, that is banking, though, that he has a good senior season. Yeah, well, you're also... To he, be honest, he didn't have a good season in college. Ju- oh. His junior oh. his junior wasn't great. 64% completion. His sophomore year was splendid. His sophomore year was incredible. Yeah, it was. The sophomore year, he had 63% completion. Okay. And still had 15 interceptions. Like, we're yeah, talking but how about, many times did he throw it? There's a lot of factors that go into that. Yeah, but we're saying if an NFL quarterback has 64% completion percentage, we're all looking Who at him. Who were his like, receivers? We're, but we're looking at him like, oh, he's not that great. So There's Jordan a lot loved, of factors but here, But we have yeah. no, no evidence that he can actually play. If you say Mountain West, okay, sure. But then everyone... I, I always go back to this point, though. I think we can always point to the fact that they chose him over Tim Boyle. They okay. chose him that over argue, any quarterback. And that argument... Ramsey is kind of flawed because what was Josh Allen's coming out of college? Higher than that. Mm, it was 60s. It, was, the, it might have been lower than that. Look, but So we're even that. talking about Jordan Love, though, coming out of the Mountain West. At best this year. Because that was his comparison coming out of college. At best this year, Jordan Love's taken at 15 in New England. At best. Best case scenario. I think it's still 19 to Washington. That's where he's I mean, that, that's always going to be the ultimate question now, right, is where, he's, he's, where he, he would have been taken. Josh Allen, for the record, though, his best completion percentage was his, his freshman year. He threw two passes or four passes for six complete or six completions for four complete or frick. Four, six attempts. <laughs> Get a big ticket out of your mouth, Eric. <laughs> 66%. After that, as a starter, 56%, 56%. I'm still sticking by it. Jordan Love, this year coming out of the draft, at best, would have been five. No. He's the fifth-ranked quarterback. No. He's no. at best five. No way. He's not better. No, so I'm serious. He's not better than Trevor Lawrence. Right. He's not better than Zach Wilson. Arguable. Zach Wilson has a hype around him. Everyone loves Zach That Wilson. one's arguable. Trey, I don't think he's better Trey than Lance, Justin Fields. Trey Lance, you go through. Everyone, I would put him better than. All the GMs in the league love Trey Lance. That's not just a, like, oh, Everyone on Jordan Love coming out last year was like, he's good. He might have a high ceiling. He's a prospect. Trey Lance, everyone in the league loves Trey Lance. Trey Lance isn't going to start this year. I think we're okay. diving into Jordan this Love might not start already, next year. So. On top of that, he's not better than Justin Fields. That I would agree. I probably and agree. That's three. In today's NFL, he's not starting over Mac Jones. Mac Jones is ready to start today. Mac Jones will Mac, Mac Jones, start Mac, this year. Mac Jones is going to be the best quarterback out of that draft and class. And Mac so. Jones, if if Mac Jones has the most success out of that draft class, are we going to be surprised? Yes, I think he's the. I think that the Jordan, if Jordan gonna, Love were to come out, he would have been the fourth best quarterback. The only reason he's going to have out of success, six at best out of the six at best five. No, no, yes, no, 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 he's no, better no. than Trey Lance. I think he's better what? than Zach Wilson. Trey Lance, everyone when he came out, we heard about last year. Trey Lance was. Everyone was talking about him last year. Right? I like Trey Lance. I'm just saying there's we, not NFL, we have 17 games. There's not an NFL GM in the league that didn't like Trey Lance. They were all at his pro days. Well, there's two. That doesn't like him better than <laughs> Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence? There's two. Trevor Lawrence is the next coming. Zach be, Wilson has all the hype. There might be three. So Jacksonville. That, that's, that's two. That's one in Jacksonville. Two. Maybe the Jets. Maybe the New York. Well, well, then Kansas City and Tampa Bay and... But I go ahead and say it. 
So the comparison basically comes down the other day to Mac Jones. And Man, you got a sunburn. Were you wearing glasses at your T-Rats game? I was not, no. I wasn't on Saturday, You though. got some glasses burn going on. I had them Saturday. Oh. When I was outside The pitties were out. Pitties were out. <laughs> Needless to say, at best, Strong Love's got 19. At I, best. I you just said 15. I don't think it goes 15 in New England, though. New England wants to win now. If he's sitting there at 15, well, he, Mac Jones isn't going to start this year either. Are you sure? Yeah. He's playing against Cam Newton. He might. He might. He's I would, not starting week one. I would say every single quarterback that was taken this year will start a game at some point. I, um, I bet on that. I, I, yes. I'll take that back. I'll, I'll take that out of injury. The one that might. Not because the, of talent. The only one that might not start is Trey Lance. All the other ones will start some And that's if Garoppolo stays healthy. And that's a big if. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I, I think they all five start. I, I agree with that. And I think injury is the biggest There's no way Jordan Love starts this year. Not talent. Unless Aaron Rodgers leaves. Or if he gets hurt. Which even, is a distinct possibility. Even then, I'm not sold that Green Bay doesn't bring another quarterback in. I mean, they might have one in the practice squad. Jordan Love's starting over that guy. I'm not sure they don't bring a veteran in, though. Dan Orschlowski? I'm I'm willing to bet that if if Aaron Rodgers were to go down or get traded, it's Jordan Love. So what do we want to bet on the fact that the five quarterbacks were drafted this year all will start at some point? The only reason that might I'm, be that might hey that might you, be a monkey knife fight. Yeah, I'll put more some monkey or knife less on that. I'll put. We have to see if that's on there. dollars monkey knife fight credit deal. All right. So wait, are you still? I'm I'm confused. So Eric's saying I, that all five saying, will not start all this year. So you're saying less than five? I'd say less than five, yeah. So you're maxing out at five. That's kind of a good bet by Eric, though, right? That's oh, well, we know Trevor Lawrence is going mean, to start. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson's going to start. Zach Wilson's going to start. Justin Fields will start at some point this year. Probably, yeah, probably. I don't Matt doubt that Jones he's... will also probably start. The only one we're wondering because of Cam Newton injury. But the only one we're wondering on is Trey Lance. Matt Jones and Trey Lance are my two question marks. Matt Jones, I feel pretty confident will start. And I wouldn't, seven. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Field doesn't either. But I'm not counting on him like not starting. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't start a game this year, I wouldn't be surprised. Justin Fields will start by week eleven. I won't, like I said, I'm not going to be surprised, but I, I could see a scenario. Trey Lance, I'm going to guess, is going to start based on necessity, but Jimmy Garoppolo getting injured. I could see that. I could, I could see it happening, but I'm going to take the odds on it. So, okay, 25 bucks. That, that is going to be the ultimate. I mean, for the next 10, 10 years, you're going to have that ultimate, especially if things shake out with the Packers, how they're shaking out so, this we'll week. Get, we'll get to that. Is how, bit, it, you know, that's going to be the question for 10 years. Remind me of my point. Where, when, how, who. Yeah. I have a really. So, Justin, you're going to get the week? If it's me, I'm muting you. <laughs> well, it was going to be you, uh, McChicken Man. This isn't even a true take. But uh, Eric hates McChicken. <laughs> he hates McChickens. How terrible is that? Why me? Whoa, why me, you asshole? <laughs> Come on, turn me back on. All right, all right, all right. So my actual noogie of the week is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. You have invested so much into Joey Burrow, your number one pick, the future, and you literally saw his leg almost get amputated off last year. And you're sitting there with the best tackle at number five, in the draft, which usually is taken right away at the top, you're sitting there at five with the best with any tackle that you want, regardless. 
and your answer to fixing Joey Burrow's problem of protection is to draft a wide receiver at number five. That is such a bad move that this is why the Bengals are the Bungles, and they're always this way. So This guy, uh, I, so I bad. I don't disagree with you. I would probably take Panay Sewell at number five. Absolutely. However, let's just think about it from Joe Burrow's perspective. His guy. Who do you think Joe Burrow wants to pick at number five? Well, I think I think if that, he's halfway smart and he sees dollar signs, it's somebody that can protect him. Yeah, but I think he sees dollar signs all over tomorrow. I'm gonna be honest. I could see. I I don't think the Bengals, if between those two, made a bad choice. I would have probably gone with Sewell as well. Oh. But I will say, it could have been. It could have gone either way. I because Chase is his dude. Chase's boy. Like if I'm yeah. if I'm gonna be able to go draft my boy, I'm gonna take my boy over an offensive lineman. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's just because we're not again. You don't need. You didn't desperately need a wide receiver. I mean, they've got UW guy Alex Erickson there. That a is, kick return specialist. He is lighting it up. He's kick return probably, specialist. He should be an All Pro guy. All he's Fame from U. He's from UW. Maybe Hall of Famer. He could be a slot Hall of Famer. Maybe. He's better than Julian Edelman. <laughs> 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 I can't. Be, I can't believe I just said what? that. <laughs> but no, I mean you had T. Higgins. You got you got Tyler Boyd. You get you've got receivers already. Um, you're you're, yeah, deplete, you've got you're two depleted. Slot guys though. You're but deplete. What? Jamar Chase. T. Higgins isn't a slot guy. Yeah, he is. What? I watch a lot of T. Higgins as a slot guy. No way. He's not an outside guy. I mean, he's he's relatively small. T. Higgins. Look that up. He's got it. He's 6'4. Just because you're 6'4, that doesn't mean you're not a slot guy. No, he's not a slot. He's an outside receiver. Anyway, Jamar Chase is a true number one, though. I mean, I get it, but is that something that you needed to draft at number five? Or could you trade back? Garner more picks? I think that that's who has or to you, go. I mean, could you trade? Whoever's trading up at five takes Jamar Chase. You have no offensive line. Okay. You, you have a shitty offensive line. You can't protect a quarterback that you took number one. But doesn't receiver help kind of – if you have a really good receiver, you, so you have two pretty good slot guys, and now you have an outside guy, doesn't that help your pass protection as well? If no. You, if you can get the ball fast enough? No, you, the guy's got to run the road. If the guy can't run the road before the quarterback is hit, what's the point? Yeah, you've got three seconds, though. You can run a five-yard dig in five seconds. You know, and that might be a point because there's – you know, you watch ESPN and they have all those stupid – scientific things to where they you know it's on average it's by the time you get to snap to the top of the route and when the ball should be thrown is it 2.6 seconds or is it 4.7 seconds that like they, they did that um covering all five quarterbacks so i get that but i don't disagree in the nfl i think shit breaks down fast but i think jamar chase helps your situation if you're going to throw bubble screens to him. Sure. I mean, also if Joe 25 Burrow, times a game. If Joe Burrow gets a say in the organization, like franchise quarterback should. Boom. If that's the guy he wants. If that's the guy he wants. Boom. I think you kind of got to go there. That's his guy. That's his guy. That's his boy. Like, if I had the opportunity. I guess I never thought of it that way, but I don't care. I'm taking a guy that has Hall of Fame credential. 
all over, written all over them. Yeah, we and can't I just... guess I'm a little in spite because the goddamn guy went to Detroit. All right, and that sucks. Fine. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Right. So I'll, I'll before we get in yeah. our fun part. Of is it is is your noogie of the week you it's for, no. for no, hating no, no, no. McChickens? No, I don't hate McChickens. You whatever. They're over. I'm gonna think I'm gonna surprise you guys. Actually, I'm gonna make the Milwaukee Brewers my nugget of the week. What? They should be. They they've been on a little bit of a slide here. They've given up three grand slam grand slams in the last like four days, including tonight. They've lost three in a row for the first time all season. It's a little bit of a lose. And granted, they have like 15 guys on the injured list, and Christian Yelich has gone back on again. Yeah. It's just, I mean, eventually this is gonna catch up to them, and this is kind of not the time that you want to catch up to them. Why? Because you gotta. They like, were in first place. They were ahead by it's two, not, it's two not games. It's not 170 games last of the year. And it's I'm the first saying, week of May, yeah. you know? Like I said, but this is where, so you don't win or lo- you don't win a championship in April or May, but you can lose one pretty quick. How? Not Especially if, they're, if all these injuries keep going on. And I'm not no. saying that they're going to. Well, Because it's think, just, it's, 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 it's science at some point. It's I think, I think, I think the concerning part about it, to your point, I think the concerning part about it is that all of these injuries are like ticky tack, nicky nack, yeah, wiggity whack injuries. Well, being injured, they just, be injured now though, they're lingering. Injured. They're kind of lingering. Yeah, it's these concerning. lingering injuries are the concerning ones. It's concerning the fact that, like you said, there are a lot of lingering, just tissue type injuries that they could last all season, and it's you know you could have a great month of April and then nothing to show for it come down the road. Be happy Stern's got the guys that he did to to kind of fill in the spots, you know. Even though your your boy JBJ is kind of, he's a crap hole. Well, he had a home run yesterday. He sucks. Colton Wong's my dude. The Brewers he are sucks. crap hole in general. But JBJ sucks. They're no Dodgers. They beat the Dodgers 3-1 to one this they're weekend. No, they're no Dodgers, though. Uh, I don't you know. Dodgers are not very good. Hey, how about the Orioles guy uh, yeah, no throwing hitter a no-hitter today? Yeah. That's pretty cool. That I don't care cool. what you say. He That's 27 up, 27 down, too. Just didn't he got a dropped third strike that went for a pass. How does ball. how does how do you say that? I I view it as me versus you. So you? Yeah. <laughs> so what are we gonna talk about today? So before we get into the obvious. I got one thing real quick. Alright. This is not good. <laughs> This is dangerous. I, th- no, this is probably the nicest after thing. Two, after okay. two shots of tequila, this, this is, is bad news. <laughs> it's single to Nile. It is single to Nile. Gotta let her rip, bud. Yeah, fair. So, it is Mother's Day coming up on Sunday. Yes. So, I Please. think we should probably do a shout out to the mothers. Yes. Shout out Joey. In our life. Mama, oh, Mama yeah. Fish. I, do you want to say something nice about Mama Fish? I, I say nice things about her. On, I don't say it enough, but I say it quite a bit. Um... One of our biggest supporters on this show. Seriously. Yeah, literally, tremendous. Thank you, literally Mama Literally a top fan on Facebook. I don't get to, get to say that. Facebook yeah, says Facebook tells you. you're a top fan. Yep. So, Mom, you're, you're a top fan. I know you're a couple episodes behind, so you'll probably catch us in like two weeks. Yeah. Um, still, though. But, no, fan. I can't say it nothing. It still means the same. It's just... I, I, I don't have words. Like, I mean, she made us jello shots. She's made us cookies. She's... I, this is just a tip of the iceberg type thing. So yeah, she's awesome. She uh, puts up with all my crap. All the time, me being how I am, I think I'm pretty pretty much myself on this show. Yeah. So what you see here is what you get in real life. Probably turned up a couple notches actually in real life more than here. Um, but no, she puts up with all that. She supports me through all that. Um, Mama Fish for the win. That's all I got. 
Justin's all you, bud. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got I've got a lot of uh, spectacular women around around me in my my life. Um, uh, both of my sisters are are mothers, and they're tremendous. I'd like to give a shout out to my uh, sister who's holding a five uh, k, ten k um, run this week, Maddie for miles, which benefits uh, the Children's Hospital. Uh, it's just a tremendous thing. Um, I lost my mom when I was 21 years old to cancer, so this that really touches base. Um, I would like to my stepmom, just a tremendous lady, Margie Dahl. She's fantastic. Uh, go buy some insurance from her if you can. And I already do. I already do. Honestly, God, you're the you're the man. <laughs> uh, even though you hate McChickens, you're the man. I don't hate McChickens. Um, he does hate McChickens. My mother-in-law, who is like just the most greatest woman uh, I've ever met uh, just supports us and our family and all the functions that we try to do and I would you know the number one woman in my life is my wife and uh, just giving us uh, a, a rock to to lean on our family um, in the podcast she's yeah. also she has to be yeah, yeah she's she's too. a big fan she's too. Up there. she um, shares all our stuff too so uh, I, lo- I love you guys I, I love all of you I hope I hope uh, the day is everything you want it to be um. So yeah, just if 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 I may. Yeah, just, go for it, man. First of all, Margie Dahl Insurance, big fan. She's yeah. covered me for years. <laughs> I'm just saying that she might have to pay us for some sponsorship. I could. Um, we could prop. We could definitely hit her up. First of all, my mom would make anything better than McChicken. 100. percent Great cook. Great well, baker. Yeah, that's comparing like. Uh, yeah, oh, no, I, you know. Yeah. One, mean, that's one like, thing yeah, though, I, I gotta on, say, geez. this is just one of those kind of cool. Don't don't jump off a ledge there, yeah. Eric. <laughs> no, no, the really cool thing. So because we didn't have Tim Brother games for 631 days, one of the the better food items at Fox City Stadium is the grilled cheese bacon cheeseburger. The grilled cheese bacon cheeseburger is grilled cheese sandwiches as buns. So there's a grilled cheese sandwich on bottom, grilled cheese sandwich on top. Right. And burger in the middle, bacon. So my mother, who has tried this once in her life, she had one one game we went to. Because of the void of Tim Browler baseball, she has made them on multiple occasions. Just a, again, just the effort there. Just yeah. that's that's one anecdote I can mm, tell out of a just million. What, just what women do all in, in in the whole perspective of of life and and what they they're the rock of families. There's no other way. I mean. Dads are the ones that come home, sit on the chair, and drink beer, and kind of yell at the kids to listen to your mother. You know, but <laughs> that's kind of that's kinda, that's kind of that's kind of how it goes. You know, listen to your mother. All right, your mother's right. So I thank all you women out there. You guys yeah, are right. Uh, Ramsey, <laughs> remember you guys are like, oh, this isn't going to be expletive. Oh, this is gonna be oh Ramsey has a two shots. Yeah. Hey, that was pretty good. Yeah, hey Ramsey, good. I'm damn proud of you. Yeah. Look that at was, that. Let's go. That was a sweetheart moment out of you, you brother. I like that. You expletive. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let, let's hear yours. So, my mom Leah. Also a big fan of the show. Oh, huge fan. Okay. She hates sports. So her listening to this podcast, she's might hear this, might not. Feel like 50 50 shot that she hears this or not. This is a lot for her to listen to. So, thank you, Mom. I appreciate that. And then I'll shout out Julie. Yep, Julie. Always yep. taking care of us. For real, like, though. She, literally. Yep. 
hosted on hosted a great little yeah. spread that Saturday afternoon. Just out of the blue too. So yeah. Big shot there. And then my old lady Mel. An actual angel. Your wife is an actual angel. Listen to your mother. Legit <laughs> angel. Like, can you imagine putting with me on like a daily basis? Yeah. No, I'm it, kidding. It's an expletive <laughs> and a half. And the shakes and the fries she buys us all, all the time. The stickers she makes. The, did she Tentious make the shirts? Yeah. Made the shirts. Man, she is They're just a huge supporter of the so podcast and the things we're doing. Tremendous. Anyway, edit. <laughs> so, anyways, the moms out there, thank you guys for supporting us. This was a bad idea out of you, by the way. We're a bunch of delinquents, so <laughs> for you guys to put up with us doing this, it's... No, I think every one of you. you yeah, you not guys for real. Awesome. You guys are real. Bottom right, line. That's, are, a, that's enough sentimental yeah. stuff. All right, so back weird. to sports quick. Listen to your mother. Before I get into the, the Packers and that's everything That's like going my on. macho man Randy Savage. You got a macho man Randy Savage kind of uh, I'll let you impersonation? That I saw you, buddy. No. Come on. Um... Did you did you see him at the draft this weekend? Macho fan. Yeah, Randy, that guy was the awesome. Macho has been dead for a while. No, no. So no, no, if you would have no, joined no. us on Friday yeah. night, yeah, like you were supposed to. Um, there was a Cleveland Browns <laughs> so, fan. So okay, Cleveland Browns fan dressed up like let's, Macho Man. Let's put some perspective on what they just said. So these assholes keep me up until well past eleven. Well past. I have to be at work by four a.m. I don't know why we're the assholes. Your wife was telling you to go to bed. These we assholes. said go to bed. No, they check didn't. the stream. These assholes are like, hey, you need to stay up, otherwise you're an expletive. <laughs> that that's almost as bad as the McChicken take because that also, is not also, true. Also, you know what happened? I stayed up as a soldier would, trooping out for you guys. Speaking, fans. speaking of and then, the fans here too, and then I had to be up in the morning, so I get done with work after working ten hours probably. On Friday, and these you guys. You said you left at two. These guys. Eleven. Eleven. Oh, sorry. I only worked eight hours. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I worked an eight-hour day for once. And these guys expect me to go. You're do, the new boss. To do podcasting. You're the new head. Podcasting all. To want me to just be podcasting all night. <laughs> this I only got so much in me. I get about four hours of sleep a night. I got like not that much. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was I was on the struggle bus sitting at home. Oh, oh, but I, know, I you know, I, I trooped it out. I yeah, trooped no. it out. I, I will say this, though. So, anyway, I was doing so. jello shots like they were going out of style because Mama Fish hooked it up. Mama <laughs> Fish did hook it up. Oh, um, I'm excited to some jello shots, though. I think there's still some at the whole house, the home front. You didn't down those? You didn't down those? What? No, I was Are you feeling okay? I was with you all day Saturday. So? Why that didn't you bring them out there? Yeah, why didn't you? Question. That's on me. That's on me. Another nook. That's at least three this week. Yeah. You're having a rough week, bud. <laughs> Maybe you four. passed me. Okay, no, no one's passing Justin. <laughs> you, you got three in one week. That's a record. That's a record. That's by you blew me out of I, water. I that. won I've a single week one. record, but but uh, you still have the overall record. You and Kyrie Irving are like right there. <laughs> no way. You passed Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I think no. you did. I've only done Kyrie twice. I did you. Nah. You got three times this week. Anyway, and that's like that's got to be four or five with the spring. Spring training baseball. At least. I think you're at six, though. Oh, yeah, that's a so, good one, Eric. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're at five. Oh, I think you're at six. <laughs> anyway, anyway. This show's awful. Like, this show's a pile of hot garbage. <laughs> Not tonight. I think it's really good. So, before we get into the Packers <laughs> nonsense, 
We thank mothers. What's we so did. bad about that? What are you, you guys thought about? that was a bad idea when I first brought it up. I uh, got scared. Oh, when you, I didn't know you were What's going to happen? Yeah, because we oh. I think whenever Ramsey gets an idea, I think that's the general thought. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. You, easy, you two. Easy. So. No. Before we said a good right, take on take Matt Jones. Will I take swig? Will it make you feel better? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. So before we get into the actual episode... <laughs> that's some bad tequila in it. Oh. oh yeah, that's some cheap tequila there. So. Oh. It tastes like goat piss. You know, and we got Don Julio sitting right over here. Like that's the worst part. We're drinking. Oh thank uh, God, I have this. Some goat tequila, but we have Don Julio sitting over there. I love oh. how Justin just struggling with this. Anyway, how old are you? Thirty-five. <laughs> Oh, it's expletive. That was one of the fine ones. You can say that one. I was young like you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Take another one. (laughs) I don't know if I can. (laughs) That's so bad. So the Packers got a lot of stuff going on there. So do you guys want to start with the quarterback situation or the draft? I'd say we start on the positive. Let's start with the draft. Oh, I mean the quarterback position? (laughs) Okay. So we'll go draft. Yeah. Uh, overall, first, real quick, can you pull up the whole Eric, nine uh, picks? I believe you need a shot of go to go. I gotta get picks. Justin said, "Fuck." So, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you know they had some they had some options at the number one pick. They didn't do anything like like everybody was uh, expecting them to do. They didn't trade up. They didn't trade down. They just stand, stood pat. But the one thing, listening to uh, the press conference of Goody. Um, at, on the way home from from the studio here on Thursday night was that uh, they targeted uh, Stokes very early from the twenty one pick all the way up to where they were picking and they, right. were, they were happy that he was there. I mean, there's not very many human beings on on this earth that are six foot one, one hundred ninety pounds and can run a four two five forty. There yeah. are not, there are not that many people. He also was a first first team All SEC cornerback. Two pick sixes in twenty twenty. He is gonna be. I mean, he, you know, he might struggle rookie year. I mean, that's just how rookie cornerbacks are on average. But this guy has all the makings of of being a solid cornerback in the NFL. You know, you look at so in his two years of being a pre, pre uh, you know premier starter over at Georgia. <laughs> I'm burping that shit up now. So he was kind of CB1 with Georgia. He had covered guys like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddell. Yeah. He allowed, in of, of all those guys combined, in two years of being a starter, total of seven catches on 11 targets on only two touchdowns. Longest reception was 23 yards. Those stats are facts, and, and those are first... First round receivers, um, they're just that. That's an incredible stat right there. To be honest with you, just I'm excited about the pick. You know, there's he he's another guy that has a huge huge upside, um, and you can you know he he could if he struggles at cornerback early, he he's a guy that could move around in the back in in the defensive backfield. That I don't I mean, there's not much you can lose out of this guy. I, I think he could play slot. He could play outside. He could even potentially move to a nickel, nickel safety. 
Yeah. So he's big enough to do that, you know, and he allows you to move that defense around. So it's an exciting pick. Um, then you look at the second round pick. In, uh, Which, by, by the way, before we get in, yeah, just draft quick note. I got to say thanks to all our fans. Yeah. Between our four videos we did over the week, between the live stream Thursday, the, the few videos we did Friday, over a thousand views. And that's even including so the people who accidentally clicked on it and exited out right away. Thank you for still accidentally counts. clicking. On still it. counts. We could sell that. Over a thousand views. Thank you so much. But uh, anyway, so yeah, no, second pick with uh, Josh Myers. Josh Myers, uh, you know. They lost an Ohio State center in, in Corey Lindsley. They picked up an Ohio State center. Wasn't Josh Myers though one of the highest rated centers in the draft? Yes, he was, he was top three. He's one of the top. He's a top three. I think he was second yeah, or just, third. So yeah, top three. Yeah, still the, top three. He's been a solid. So the only offensive lineman that you draft in the first round is tackles, right? Usually, Left yeah. or right tackle. Well, Quentin Nelson from Indianapolis was a right. top but, five but pick. But that is like that. a rarity. Yes, rarity. That's not normal. So yep. when you get a center and the mid second round, that's huge. Like, right, that's, and especially it's a plug a, a plug and play guy. That is a guy that who could start for you. Big today. dude. Yep. Instant play. The only downside like to him. Six five three thirteen. Right. Six five three ten. Okay. The only downside to him that that some of the pundits were saying is that the guys who were selected after him, the dude out of Michigan, the dude out of, I want to say, Oklahoma, no, Alabama? Oklahoma. Okay, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I was right the first Landon time. Dickerson was the first one off, and then Creed Humphrey or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so the only thing that those guys have over him was that they can play the other like the other two inside positions. Guard, they can play yeah. guard, where this guy's kind of limited to center. But when you're okay. The only I mean, downside I've heard about this guy though is that he has somewhat of an athletic ceiling, which is okay though. Right. But if that's the knock you have on you, is some of some of a of, of, of <laughs> goat tequila. Goat tequila. <laughs> so if it's somewhat of an athletic ceiling, though, that's not necessarily like a shot at you. That's just saying that you're not as good of an athlete as some other people in the draft. That's yeah. not necessarily a down thing. But guess what? I'm going to be way smarter than you. And that's what matters more than anything. Yeah. So is that a... Nope, no, didn't he, say he it. Caught it. He caught it. Nope, didn't say it. And then didn't we look it. at the third round. <laughs> the third round, I think, is the pick that most people are most excited about. That's Amari Rogers out of Clemson. Yeah, just... Uh, Big game. 5'10", five, five, 210 pounds. Is that right? 5'9", 212, but... Okay, uh, we'll call it that. So just just uh, doesn't have blazing speed. I mean, that's the one one thing you wish he had. He was four five two in the forty. Nailed that one. Um, Let's just say, the, but four five to four four is a jump, but not night and day though either. Well, I mean, you could start making the argument about what what is football fast with pads on and what's you know he's what's, football fast. What's he is. what's straight forty fast and, yeah, and, and twitchy and so don't. People don't. How well does he yeah. run his routes? And a four or five hit isn't anything to. No. So out. for so for Packer fans though, the thing you really got to know here. He is a pure perfect hybrid. I think of Randall Cobb and James Jones. I agree a hundred percent. He thing. is. He's got the slot talents yep. and the route running of Randall Cobb. Yep. There's a lot of Randall Cobb there, and the reason for that is that his father was Randall Cobb's receivers coach at Kentucky. Yep. A little factoid for the listeners. <laughs> But so, also, the, yeah. I, the reason I say James Jones is if you watch his Clemson tape, and this is also kind of a, a note towards uh, Trevor Lawrence how, being how good he was. 
the thing with Amari Rogers that's the most exciting is he just finds a way to get open. Mm. And he finds holes in zones, he finds holes in coverage, sits down, catches the ball, and then he's got that breakaway football speed to go for six almost any time yeah. he catches the ball. Yeah. And I would say this about Amari Rogers. Like I said, I've watched a lot of Clemson over the last two and a half years. Right. And Amari Rogers is the real deal. I, I truly think that yeah. he might not be a number one receiver ever. No. But he's a he, solid He two. is a solid two, three, depending on where you want to pick him as a starter. Well, he's, he's your prototypical so, slot. He's I the guy that, that you want underneath the defense. If we get Aaron Rodgers back, I think that that's a big gain for the Green Bay offense. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, which is going to lead me to a question after this. Oh boy! So I, I'll say this just to kind of wrap up on Amari Rogers. I think the most exciting thing about him, the most exciting thing about him though, is that not only does he have that like that breakaway football home run threat speed, it's just how much he actually wants to be here. Well, yeah, he's he number so, eight. He's gonna wear the number eight. How awesome is that? He. Uh, he Boyle? Had dreamed about too bad Boyle left. Dreamed about being here his entire, you know, the entire offseason, the you know, entire draft process. Yeah. He worked out with Eric Stokes. So, you know. A little, a, and another little close factoid is that Goody in the in the in the following day two said that he want it was between Myers and Rogers at pick sixty two. Um and they decided they don't make that many big guys to do that many things. So he picked the he picked the big guy, but he immediately got on the phone to try to trade back up to get Rogers. So tells you how much they fell in love with the guy and why they didn't go uh, very high in in the draft to draft a wide receiver. They thought they got they fantastic got the guy they value. I think they did too. Yeah, I think that Amari Rogers had three. I mean, so I think we're in love with the first three picks so far, right? I'm not a huge fan of Eric Stokes. Like I like that pick, but I don't even. It's Thursday, kind of the safe say, pick, though. Is Thursday, Thursday night, it you saw that name come across, and you were like, "Oh, okay." And then you looked more into it, and you're like, "Oh, this is a really good pick." Like it checks out a lot of the boxes you needed. So I'm. Not, it's it's he's literally the McChicken of football players. No, don't even not. try to redeem yourself. That is ter- That's another terrible take. So I'm. Um, Eric Stokes, though, at oh number God. one, I don't hate. I'm just, like I said, on, I said on Facebook that we, at this point, why would we question the Packers drafting offensive backs? Even Kevin King, for what it's worth, isn't a bust. Yeah, he's not the worst cornerback in the league. I, I understand why people hate him. I understand why, because Eric got in a riff with him, Eric doesn't like him. I, it's not why I don't like yes, him. Yes, it is. Well, he's on the, you hate he's him. on the non-invite list, though. Right, sure. I, I agree with Eric. Because he made a terrible play. He can kick rocks. But, or he can kick expletive. Anyway. Rocks? Anyway. Expletive rocks? Sure. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of expletive. Round four, who did they pick? We went with uh, offensive lineman Royce Newman out of Ole Miss. This is interesting. 6'5", 310. He's a two-year starter. Started 12 games at left guard, 10 games at right tackle. He also played some center at the Senior Bowl. So was he a bit of a Billy Turner replacement? Well, this is, this is interesting because if you look at what Ole Miss was, they're not a run-heavy team, and they're a pass-heavy team. 
And when you're talking about kind of which way the Packers are going and starting to put their players in, they're going towards run-heavy offense, right? Short game, right. control the clock, big big back. They, but they've got a great mix with Aaron Jones and now A.J. Dillon. But the, the, the linemen they're drafting are leading towards run-blocking linemen. Except this one. Except this one, which makes you think that they drafted him to be a tackle. And probably your right tackle of the future. Not a bad pick, though. No, I mean I don't. I don't, if I had a grade, I'd probably stick a, a B plus C. Nothing. A B, how do you go to a B plus C? C B plus, or, or I meant B minus C plus. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Yeah, B minus C plus. <laughs> nothing. Nothing right. special. No, but, but probably a guy that's going to be on your roster. Good depth for guy. Six seven years at the least. So then we go to the fifth round, hundred seventy third overall. Uh, defensive lineman Tadaro Slayton from Florida, six four three thirty. This is yes, this is the most interesting um, pick I think they have, um, just from a pure st- talent. Uh, if the guy lived up to his talent, he would coming out of high school, he would have been a first round pick. He would have been an offensive lineman. Yes, pick. he he would have been a first round pick, six four three thirty. I think it's so intriguing because this is the type of guy that you know we talked about. The type of guy that you want playing alongside Kenny Clark, right? Just a this, big dude that can kind of right eat up two blocks. Yep. This allows you to play Kenny Clark one on one, and it and this is a you know this is a rotational guy with Kingsley Kiki. This puts Tyler Lancaster's future in, in jeopardy. Dean Lowry potentially. Yeah, Dean Lowry in How jeopardy. Is Dean Lowry still on the roster. <clears throat> he's he restructured been, his contract. He's, he's been pretty cheap. good. He's, he's been. Still, though, I mean, he has been pretty good. Uh, you hate to say it, but we say this all the time: if we don't hear your name, or you're not on TV while you're playing, you're probably doing something right, right? Like, the only one that's true for us, Kevin King. Yeah. Anyways, so but intriguing, like ten and a half tackles for loss is yeah. no most noble stat. That coming uh, courtesy of Zach Cruz at Packer Wires. Yeah, it's just a big guy that's going to eat up blocks, and I hope it works out because this guy has an immense amount of talent. Immense. Then we go same uh, fifth-round compensation pick, cornerback Shamar, I don't know, Gene Charles or Jean Charles? Gene Charles. Apple. Gene Charles. Thank you. Out of Appalachian State, 5'10", buck 84, 4'5", uh, broke up 27 passes over the last two seasons. He was a stud, right? Like. FBS high seventeen broken up passes in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Was, he was he uh was he an all Sunday? Second team all all American. Second team all American. Wow. Well, you, you you could tell by the size that he's a prototypical slot corner. Um, Another you, you good know, depth not, guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jair is is a relatively small guy that plays on the outside, but um, here's he, what this he, pick does. He, he's, he's got. He's, he, he is a I would probably this you know depth. without this is huge depth. This, this is, is having depth. a depth guy and not having to rely on guys like Ladarius Gunter. Undrafted or, free agents. Or uh who's the guy I can't even think of? He's on the team now. Kevin King. No, I wasn't gonna go that route. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna take the home run, the easy softball lob. Um, oh, I'm taking a softball lob. Who's the other guy? He was targeted all the time in the Tampa Bay game. Can't think of his stupid name. Just played instead of Sam or played instead of Tremont Williams. Oh, Josh Jackson? Game. No, 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 no. Yeah, other guy. Um, Shannon Sullivan. Oh, yeah. This is, a, this is a guy for depth over Shannon well, Sullivan. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you just, Gunter, and, and that puts a lot of jobs in 
Well, I think in jeopardy. I, I think that uh, Eric Stokes and then obviously the defensive back was drafted. Both of those are putting Kevin King's job in question too, right? I mean, well, yeah, I, I, I would say the, Stokes definitely. Yes, that's kind of the replacement to move Kevin King inside so that we don't have. NFC Championship game. But it, again. it just, if it works out, it looks like you have an embarrassment of riches at, at cornerback now. And you haven't even gotten to talking about Josh Jackson and what he could be in With Joe Barry's face. Yeah. yeah. So then we go to the sixth round, 214th overall. I think the one that Wisconsin fans are most excited for beyond the top. Yeah, no three. doubt. Uh, offensive lineman Cole Van Landen, Wisconsin, 6'4, 305. We, you know, we know enough about him. From Bayport. Uh, Green Bay native, three-year starter at left tackle at Wisconsin, two-time all-time or all-Big Ten pick. I don't really think we need to say much more about him there. I mean, uh, yeah, just a little bit. That that I think the the pundits really think that he's probably not going to be able to play tackle at at the uh, at the NFL level. That they're going to probably slide him into guard, which is um, fine. So though. there's depth again. We can do some guard depth though. That's, absolutely, that's absolutely. You know, but so, yeah, you, you think about it, they. You might keep Lucas Patrick because you need a backup center unless you're thinking that that's going to be – unless you fall in love with some of these guys. Like, it, it really looks like John Runyon's going to be – Well, they're also a guy that drafted out of Oregon last year too. Yeah, he hasn't too. lived up to it though. Well, yeah. no. Kid out of Michigan, right? That's, that, that's Runyon. Cole Madison. Oh, Runyon. Runyon. That guy looks like he's going to be your future starting right, right guard, I think. So then we go to the sixth round, uh, also compensatory pick. A linebacker Isaiah McDuffie, Just Boston College, 6'1", 227. Literally led the country in tackles at one point, didn't he? Yeah, yeah they loved this For guy. A while, 107 too, right? tackles in 2020, second team all ACC pick, 45840, 6'1", How the hell does a guy lead the nation in tackling and only make second team all ACC? He played for Boston College. Played, yeah. Well, yeah. they were good. They were halfway decent. No. They, they were a bowl did team. Did they make a bowl game? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. They almost beat Clemson. Well, that's without not, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, all right. Who saying, cares? That's not saying much. It's fair. DJ um, Goombawale or whatever his name is. Then the last pick of the Packers. Lege. Last pick the Packers had running back Kylan Hill. I love State. this pick. 5'10", 214, 455, Second team all SEC pick in 2019. Rushed for 1,350 yards, 10 touchdowns, caught 67 passes, one fumble, career. Yeah, I love this pick. This this is what they needed to do. They solidified it. They made it a good effort. You know, they're probably going to bring in some undrafted free agents to kind of challenge him for the third down back or for the third running back on the roster. Um, and maybe that's even a battle with Tyler Irvin if he if they bring him back, but this guy he you know he played at Mississippi State, uh, pass heavy team uh, over the last couple of years. He he's been a pretty good receiving back, um, and and he's been pretty good in pass protection, which is exactly what you want out of your third down back, um, and. On third downs, you're, I would venture to, to bet that you're probably in shotgun, what, 80 to 85% of the time? If not more than that, yeah. Primarily played in that, so he knows how to run out of the shotgun right away. Um, so I, I'm excited for this guy. This guy could be, this guy could turn out to be a major steal for him. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. So that's Packers draft class. One more Packer note before we hit the the, the high drama here. Okay. Uh, our guy, Raven Green, is going to another NFC contender. What? He officially signed today with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He'll be cut. Well, good thing he's one of my team. He'll get cut. So with that. Let's go TB. What college? Where, we've gone over this. I always forget. Doesn't matter. He's one of the world champs. James Madison. At least they uh, win world titles. So, with that, since the last time we took these airwaves, and the last time we sat in the studio, there has been some oh wait, pretty big drama going on in, in Green wait, Bay. Wait, Justin, what were you gonna say, bud? I I wanted to go back to my question before we start this Aaron Rodgers okay. stuff. I wanted to ask who was your favorite pick. And who was your least favorite pick, Ramsey? Amari Rogers, my favorite pick. I love that at three. I, he, I really do think that he was probably not a first-round talent, but early second-round talent. It mm. just happened to fall a little bit. I've watched a lot of Amari Rogers, and he is a stud. Like he's he's a good player. Okay. Least favorite? I don't know. I, I really don't like Eric Stokes at number one, but. If it works out, like I like I've said before, I, I have no reason not to trust the Packers when that's kinda how I that's kinda how I felt when they picked Jair Alexander. So would I, dude. I, I hated the Jair pick, and I'll, I'll say that now. Like I when they picked Jair Alexander, I'm like, the world's ending. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like I said, Eric Stokes at number one. I'm Turns not, out us idiots don't know what the hell we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. And like I said, <clears throat> Eric Stokes not a huge fan of. Like I'm glad he's here. I'm glad we drafted an athletic guy who can move and can play a true number one or two slot if we had to. I don't know if that's my take there, but I'm. You know what I mean? Do you guys know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that sounds. And then, real quick, who do you think the most successful out of the draft class is going to be? I think Amari Rodgers. Okay. I think that if Aaron Rodgers comes back with Amari Rodgers, that's going to be something. Yeah. I'd even go as far to say that if, if, he does, if he doesn't, for whatever reason, which we'll get into in just a second here. He is probably the most likely to succeed just because of everything he brings to the table. Yeah. He could be that very, you know, that, that security blanket yeah. at the slot. Uh, if it would be Jordan Love, I don't think it will be. We'll get to that, like I said, a couple minutes here. But yeah. I, would, I would say, like, Amari Rogers is probably the only one that I've actually watched play. Hmm. And Amari Rogers is a stud. If I had to pick a least favorite, I'd probably go the tackle out, or the defensive tackle out of Florida just because I don't know enough about him. Yeah. And he's kind of, like I said, he was recruited as a guard. Flip to defense. Like I, I truthfully, I don't know enough about him. Yeah, I really can't gauge what he brings to the table, how good of a defensive tackle he is or defensive lineman he is. That's probably where I'd go. Okay. Um, I think I liked a, just about every other pick, especially you know sitting here talking about it almost just under a week later. That's where I'd go. Okay, and who do you think the most successful? Amari Rogers. Okay. Uh, so my my favorite pick was uh, the Myers kid out of Ohio State. I think it's just a Tremendous value pick. Um, my least favorite was um, the McDuffie guy. I, I think you probably could have even flip flopped the running back and and the uh, and the linebacker and gotten him later. But you know that's just you're picking straws at that time. Right. So <clears throat> I thought it, I I thought the draft was all all together great. Um, 
The person that I think is going to have the most success is also the person that I think could have the least amount of success. Eric Stokes? No. Myers. Okay. For the simple fact of what we're going to talk about in 20 seconds is Aaron Rodgers. Right. Because if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback and you have a center that is a rookie, you have so much less to worry about because Aaron Rodgers can see the play before the play happens. Right. He could tell you, he could slide the protection which way it's supposed to go, and the center doesn't need to do that. If you have Jordan Love as your quarterback, and now you're going to depend on a center to kind of make those calls and slide protections and, and read which linebacker's coming off of, off of uh, hiding or disguising the defense, that could be a disaster. And, and so uh, that's, uh, that's why I love the pick because I think the guy is super smart. But, boy, I sure hope we have Aaron Rodgers if this we're starting one. this guy. Yes. All right, so as mentioned, since the last time we recorded... Nice segue. Thank you. Since the last time we recorded, the proverbial shit has hit the fan in Green Bay with the quarterback situation. But allegedly. Again, none of this is, like, in stone fact. We know that there's some disgruntlement that's been said by the that's Packers organization. No, 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 right. I understand that, but I'm just saying, based on what the Packers organization has said... That's almost like you undervaluing the McChicken. So... <laughs> anyway, yeah, stuff really hit the fan in Green Bay. <laughs> we all know this. We, uh, like I said, I think there, we, we know for a fact from the organization that there is disgruntlement. Understatement? Understatement, yes, but we know for a fact that there is some Aaron stuff Rogers specifically said, I don't want to play for them anymore. We don't know that, though. We don't know that for a fact. Think we, so I let's think we just start enough. with what's being reported. Okay, so I we start we with to say though that we start with how it all broke down Thursday. Thursday night, two hours before the draft. No, this was Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Oh yeah, it starts your, with your your boy with some tweets going out. Your best friend. First, it was Aaron yeah. Rodgers doesn't want to be here. He wants to be traded. Who reported that? And that was reported by Bill Michaels via your that I said wasn't K-Fan. necessarily a hundred percent false. Right. Eric fought me on that. I didn't, I just. He didn't fight me on that. I on did. Twitter. I know, I did. Yeah. And I said, hey. Because I was watching it all day. Because so, I had the day off. So awesome. then we go to Rob Domofsky saying that that was false. That Where's that tequila? Hiding. That Rob Domofsky says this is false. Source from inside the team said that San Francisco never called for a trade. So then it turns into Schefter. Shows how bad Rob Domofsky is. Or does it? But he was clearly wrong. I think they did call. They admitted, the Packers admitted they called. Yeah. So, (laughs) Domofsky said it's false. Then it goes into, okay, so they did call, and then it was was a quick conversation that wasn't going anywhere. Packers aren't trading Aaron Rodgers, which is something that was reiterated back from when Los Angeles traded for Stafford. They had inquired about Aaron Rodgers as well. So we go from that to then Schefter, Pelissero, uh, Rappaport going nuclear, saying Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play anymore. He wants to demand a trade. This, that, and the other thing. It blew up bad Thursday. Yep. And then it went to Jay Glazer reporting that's not just about the contract. It's personal. It's a hundred other things. We saw guys like, uh, I'm trying to think of who else was getting in the mix. Devonta. Devante, this is all later. We're, I'm just trying to paint the timeline here. So then 
it, it goes into the draft. And Thursday we're sitting here. And then the Packers organization, after the first round pick, they said that there's been talks with Aaron today. They had talked with him in the day that this had been kind of building up over the course of a couple months. Um, that they had sent out different members of the staff to go talk to him. Yeah, three separate occasions. And ultimately, what my point with the, the first day was when we were doing our live stream Thursday was that a lot of people were acting like this is all happening day of. Like this had just come out, like this just happened that day. Where in reality, we find out from the Packers organization this has been over the course of a couple months. There's been talks, there's been discussions about remedying the situation, but there is some disgruntlement. Mm hmm. So then that takes us to Friday, which goes to Packers didn't trade the pick up to San Francisco at the third or third overall. Or to anybody. To anybody, right. To he still wants out, and then it kind of got lessened and weakened a little bit throughout right. Friday. Not and then the big worry about was who leaked it and why why is that information out there? Um did the Packers leak it on Aaron, or did the did Aaron's team leak it on oh, the Packers? Oh, Aaron leaked that. Come on. <clears throat> so then Saturday. I mean, comes, that's a big argument. So Saturday comes along, and he's at the Derby with Bakhtiari, AJ Hawk, Randall yep. Cobb, the boys, the boys, Miles Teller, and the what news, would you give to get invited to that though? Nothing. Smoking cigars, chugging bourbon with Aaron. I, I'd probably give a lot. I, I would like, that'd be cool. I'd kick him in the nuts right now. I would do some expletive things. So then the report comes from Mike Tarico with NBC who tried to interview him at the Derby was that Aaron was disappointed that the reports leaked out and that was all he had to say according to Mike Tarico. And that he loves Green Bay. Right. He did See, say that. I don't know if I believe that though. I, I don't have a reason to doubt that. He has said repeatedly, time and time again, he wants yeah. his whole career to be here. I don't he, think that's true, though. I, I don't think... I it, don't know. I don't understand what would make you Aaron's, believe that he doesn't. Aaron's not a personality figure. Huh? Do we have to get into the whole the Packers underachieved for the last decade again? We don't, but... A personality figure? Do you think Aaron Rodgers' personality matches what's in Green Bay? Yes. California guy dates supermodels has some sort of business savvy who is a little bit Hollywood fits in Green Bay. Yes. Absolutely not. Brett Favre fit in Green Bay because Brett Favre was. One I think of I've ours. said this a couple of times. I think I Brett, would probably agree with you. Yeah, Brett Favre bit. was a better On a fit certain for level. Green Bay. So that's but Aaron Rodgers isn't a fit here. That's Aaron Rodgers isn't one of us. That's and it's okay that he's not a fix. But not everyone fits in Green Bay. That's Green Bay is kind of a niche market where you have to be kind of blue collar, a little bit reserved, probably a little more on the conservative side. Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to be any of that. The supermodels, like I said, has a house in Malibu. That's not Green Bay. Yeah, I would agree. And Green Bay is very. We want to support you. We want you to be our guy. And yeah. Aaron's. Ben Prickley his entire career here. Well, the fans have also hated him for a lot of his career. How they booed, uh, they, Ramsey, they booed the guy at a Tim Browder game last night when his Bergstrom commercial came on. I don't blame him. He's been kind of a whiny bitch about the whole thing. I, he's been okay. I don't. I'm on Aaron's side on this. I think the Packers have expletive this up this entire time. I don't think the Packers should, and the fans that support the organization, you guys are the problem too. Like, Aaron has not had any, has not been given anything to make him be like, oh, I think this is awesome. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I whole I said that last week on this show. And yeah. So that the entire time of Rogers being here, from the time he was drafted, he's been maybe beloved for about three or four years, See, maybe. I think Aaron's beloved, but I don't think the organization beloves Aaron. Does that make sense? No, oh, and I I'm, I'm glad you bring agree. this up. So so before I'm just gonna finish the time on here before I get into my next point here. So I'm gonna con- continue here before we So then it becomes on Monday after, you know, on the Pat Mac show, AJ Hawk, his usual spot. Uh, talking about how Aaron doesn't want Gutekunst fired, allegedly. The odds of him retiring, pretty low. And that there's work to do. That there was a bunch of small things that led to where we are today. Right. And then also we have reports of that it's been, he just wants to say in the organization. He wants to say in things, which is what we've talked about with Russell Wilson on the show before. We've talked about this actually pretty much at length with the whole Russell Wilson situation yep. that... Your franchise quarterback should pr- not have the final say, but have a distinguishable voice at the table. Input, yeah. And Certainly this should. was put over the top when they when he went to the table, went to bat for Jake Kumaro, touchdown Jesus out of Whitewater. Packers, I've, apparently there's been different reports of, oh yeah, we'll keep him, and then they cut him. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that conversation went, but that was someone else's decision. I personally would have kept Jake Kumaro over EQ. That's just me. Well, the the guy was Malik Taylor. Was the guy that they kept I still would have kept Jake. I would have kept Malik Taylor over EQ yeah. personally. But so that kind of all wraps up and now we're kind of at this okay, what's going to happen? We're kind of probably going to have a decision before June 1st. We have about a month of just kind of sitting here in the middle ground. Unless Aaron comes out and says something. So which his whole personality says he's not going to. No. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I There's personally. a lot wrong with that. There's a lot wrong with that. So we could solve this problem. Personally, personally, I don't think it's a a bad thing that he doesn't say anything. He should though. He, he should. should. Definitely I think he should. should. I think it's a terrible thing. Why would we want? Why does he want to live in this limbo? Why do the Packers want to live in this limbo? So here, here's the, what the I, Packers this, own all the cards. No. Aaron, the Packers need Aaron Rodgers more than the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. That's not entirely true. For, for what? Aaron that's, Rodgers has one card in his hand. But that's for retired. what? But that's definitely true. But for what? We don't. Do we really think Jordan Love's ready to start right now? Do as an Austin. We, we can't. We can't get to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Right, but do, so, we, do we think Jordan Love is the guy as of today? Like, if you had a gun to your head, are you saying yes? I think Jordan Love is the future of this franchise. No. I'm not sure. I would. That's what I'm saying. So what's what's going to be his backup plan? Jordan Love. Right, but we don't think he's the future of the franchise. That's well, how fine. You, how are you going to know unless you play him? And I don't disagree with that. I if it's me right now, if I'm Green Bay, I trade Aaron Rodgers just for the fact of rip the bandit off. This isn't going to end well, regardless of what happens from here on out. I, I can see that right? point. I would agree with that. So point. whatever happens from here on out, it's not going to end well. Aaron Aaron's out the door. But what part of that means? What part of that means that Aaron Rodgers holds any of the cards? That he, we need Aaron more than Aaron needs us. I disagree. But I think the how, Pac- how does Packer, Packer, fans, how does, Packer fans have already turned on him. How does trading him but make us need him really more? Turn on Aaron. Aaron's Aaron is relatively beloved by at least fifty percent of the organization. Like I said, so here's my ultimate point, and this is what I was going to say. This is what I want to lead into. So. I think we're kind of at a really weird crossroads with this team. And I, I'm going to credit Cheesehead TV for this take. 
Because something I've kind of thought, but I've never put on paper, they put on paper. We're at a really weird spot with where this team is. First of all, Aaron Rodgers has one card in his hand. It's retire. The team has no motivation to trade him if they don't want to. Right. If he holds out, fine. Whatever. Go ahead. He gains nothing by holding out. Other than, I mean, he loses money, whichever he doesn't care about. But he doesn't gain any of that service time either. The only shitty part about that, though, is they have to designate him. And then they have to keep that roster money available. Right. If That's the shitty part about it. So, I, I said it just a little bit ago. If Green Bay is smart right now, they just get rid of Aaron Rodgers just to pull the bandit off. I don't think so, though. Are you, do you think this is going to end well? I, I think it can. So this is a relationship. I think it can. No, here's, this, here's why. Here's no, why. I disagree 100%. Whatever you're going to say next. This relationship, Aaron's already went out and so-called cheated, and he's going to go out and disappear for three days and <laughs> not contact anybody. <laughs> so Aaron's, Aaron's already went out and done this. <laughs> And we think at this point that he's just going to come back and everything's going to be fine? No. I, works, I, it works for some. I don't think that's that necessarily the case. What? What I do think, <laughs> though, and I think we have a really oddly public chess match that was never supposed to be public. A very public contract negotiation because Rogers wants the extension. He wants an extension that promises him certainty. Which there's nothing wrong with. I think that really, apparently Green Bay offered him the chance to be the richest quarterback in football. I don't think he cares about that per se. I think it's about that certainty after this season. Do you blame Aaron though? No, not one bit. I'm 100% on Aaron's side on this one. So am I. I think the organizations royally bleeped him. And then the other thing is he wants to say at the table. Bleep. So we have those two factors going on. And it's not even... It's not entirely the Packers' fault because... It's entirely no, the no, no, Packers' hear me out, fault. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Because I don't... And this is not my take. So, from an organizational standpoint, at some point you have to draw a line. I'm not saying this is the point you should draw the line because I, I wholeheartedly disagree that it is. But at some point you have to say, okay, you know, we need, as an organization, flexibility to get out of a deal that's not going to benefit us if he retires or if he... You know, this was a one-season anomaly... This last year, if he gets hurt, whatever. Well, I don't I don't disagree with that. Mason touched on that, right? So from an organizational standpoint, I get that they that they want to have that out at some point. But from the standpoint of Aaron Rodgers, even those down years that he was having, they weren't down years truly. They were down years by his standard. They were still pretty damn good years. They were if you, if you, it, yeah, if you look at the numbers, they were top 15. Yeah. So, and that's playing with two injuries. So, can I jump in real quick? The issue in Green Bay right now is our general manager, Mr. Grutens. And he took a big swing on Jordan Love, and he kind of whiffed. I don't think you could say that yet. I th- he kind of whiffed, though, because his whole plan was that Aaron Rodgers, at the end of the year, was going to be off, off the team. He was going to be either traded or released or whatever they happened to decide to do with him. And I Aaron, think Aaron Rodgers had an MVP season, right? So that throws a wrench in the entire plan. Ludikins was banking that Aaron Rodgers was going to have a down year again this year. He already, he's coming off two injuries. 
and a number slump. Yeah, but I don't, years. I don't know that I agree with that take because they signed him to the contract a year before that. Right, but don't you have to know with your franchise quarterback regardless of who it is? Don't you have to sign your quarterback? No, he had two years left on his deal when he signed it. Okay, but every NFL contract essentially is a three-year deal. NFL contracts, in reality, no matter how long you sign them for, is a three-year deal with guaranteed money. Everything else is kind of added on. Like Aaron Rodgers' contract, even this year, is kind of added on because he's already is in year three. Everything after this is kind of just added on fluff. Right. I think that, okay, keep going. So that's what I'm getting at. Gudikins was banking that Aaron was going to have a down year, so they were going to be able to cut him or trade him or whatever. But they wouldn't and have been able to do that. Until year. after this season. Yeah, they wouldn't have been okay. able to do that right. after this but year that without the, a significant hit. But that was the plan, though. They were banking that he was going to have a down year. And Gudikins was wrong, and Aaron had MVP season. So I, don't, I, yeah, I guess I don't agree with that take. But, but that's going, where we're at. Go that's on where, with your take. That's where we're at right now. That Gudikins was banking that Aaron's going to have a down year. He's going to have another okay-ish year, and, and then were, going into this final year. Yeah. And they would be able to get rid of him. Because After this year. Right. This offseason. Right no, no, no. It wouldn't have been no. this offseason. No, no. It has to be next This off-season. year, because then they wouldn't have had to take the hit in money. At, after June 1st. They still have to take the hit in money. No, this, okay, this offseason is still the bad Green one. Green Bay doesn't After about, the 2021 season, that's where the hit comes. After June 1st, you split that cap. So I don't think they care about the cap coming in this year. Which, like I said, I, I understand it's a chess match right now. I think that a lot of this is getting leaked out because of the contract situation. I think so, I think that's ultimately what's the driving force here. But do we trust Gudikins? That's my. I guess that's kind of my whole end goal. Do we trust Gudikins to build a team around Jordan Love? He never built one around Aaron Rodgers, or he hasn't built one around Aaron Rodgers so far. He's had what three years at <laughs> oh, the helm. You just went to the NFC Championship game two years in a row. Were they you can't than... say that he hasn't built okay, a roster. But they were... What other situation right now could could Rodgers walk in and have it better? San Francisco. Not offensively. I don't yes. think they have it a better offensively. San Francisco is a better team today than Green Bay is. I don't know if I go that far. Let's okay. If I say defensively, sure. Okay, yeah, but defense wins championships, right? Offensively, they don't have the same weapons that Green Bay does right now. Though, if you don't have to be as good, like Green Bay's defense is good, but it's not great. San Francisco has a great defense and an above average offense. Green Bay has an above average offense and an average defense. Do they have an above average offense? Green Bay? No. San Francisco? Yeah. Yes. I what, watch. What, I watch they have them. George Kittle. That's really it. What okay. makes you think that George Kittle? How many yards of running did they, or how many rush yards did they have against us in the NFC Championship game years two ago? years ago? Okay, how many yards was that? Three hundred. That's fine. Okay, doesn't last matter. Year, it's two years. Last ago. Last year they were still what a six-win team without a starting quarterback. They were winning games with Mullins out of Iowa. Like, let's be real. San Francisco is a better roster today than Green Bay is. Defensively, sure. Like I said, okay. they have a better defensive team. Right we now. went to San Francisco twice two years ago and got our ass. We also went us. there last year and kicked their ass. Uh, was that game that? Yes. But they didn't have a starting quarterback. That's fine. Okay. We went there on a Thursday night on a short week and kicked the crap out of them. Like I said, San Francisco is a better roster today. I don't agree, but whatever. So ultimately. kind of ir- irrelevant, I guess. My question was kind of irrelevant to what we were talking about. But. So at the end of the day, though, I mean, we look at this this. This Packers situation. I, I mean, ultimately, one of four things is going to happen. 
And I think I what I think the most likely is I think at no, the very that's one of two things is going to happen. This is very simple. This is very plain. This is exactly what's going to happen. It's not what they should do. It's what's going to happen. What they should do, Ramsey's right, is they should just cut bait, trade the guy, get four first-round draft picks, get a couple starters and be done with it, get the black cloud, move on to Jordan Love, see what the hell we have, and if not, we have four first-round draft picks to go get a quarterback of the future. That's what they should do. What's actually going to happen, because they're both pricks, Gutenkust and, and, and Rodgers, they're both pricks. One, he's either going to play, he's either going to collect his $35 million and play, or he's going to, Gutenkust is just going to say, sit down, see you later, retire, because you're not going anywhere else, and we're not dealing with you. Like I said, though, why don't That's what it's going to be. What faith do we have in Gutenkust, though? That's my. I guess at the end of the day, that's my end question. We're we're putting complete trust in Gutekunst, and last year he drafted AJ Dillon, who but, wasn't a starter, and Jordan Love, who wasn't a starter. I want I want to be fair. <laughs> I want to be fair to Gutekunst because I would be the same way. I would say I'm not trading you. Oh, I would definitely because not trade you anywhere to where you could haunt if, us for the if, next four to five to six to seven years. I agree 100%. I would Gutekunst, never trade you. I don't you care trade, how many first-round draft picks. If he trades Aaron Rodgers, he's admitting that he was wrong. Right. And if you admit that you're wrong as a general manager, you're not getting another job. You lost the locker room. You lost the locker room, you're not getting another job after that. You, and you lost your head coach, which from rumors, there's a little bit of a squiggling line between those two so right now, I'm, too. So this is kind of a really weird situation. Uh, obviously, you know, the whole... I'm uh, first of all. I gotta say, I'm amazed at how how fast Packer fans have turned on Aaron Rodgers. I think I gotta say, I think it's a lot of time that's been built up. I'm not because this happened to us before. Well, Aaron, we've lived through this before. Let's let's be real. Sixteen though. years ago, we lived through this. If Aaron was really about Green Bay, he wouldn't be making as big of a deal about about stuff right now as he. Is. I don't think it's as as bad as people think. I really don't. I I think it's worse. I don't think we're seeing the whole picture. I think we're being shown what Aaron wants to be shown and what Green Bay wants to be shown. I don't think I think it's worse than what we think it is currently. I don't agree because you don't fly out there three times if it's that bad. Are you sure? Yeah. Green Bay is stubborn though. Green Bay doesn't. They want to send anybody out though. Then okay, but Green Bay. So here's gonna, here's Bay what I think. They're not going to trade them though. So you don't love a place. You don't. Uh, uh, whatever. Go ahead. So like I said, I think there's a lot of room. To make this okay. I don't know if it happens. But I do think there's a blueprint laid out for making this okay. But, what is so, the blueprint? But hold on, though. The whole, Aaron said he's not going to play if Gurukins is still here. We don't know that for no, fact. No. That's, that's AJ Hawk, by AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk said AJ that Hawk was hot garbage. Hot garbage, yeah. And he okay. was with him. Are we sure, though, that AJ Hawk's the... AJ Hawk was with him this weekend. Okay. So that doesn't mean And he's that, doubled down on it all but week. But that doesn't mean that they've been talking about that. They admittedly talked about it. Did yeah. Aaron admit it? Did Aaron say, hey, I'm talking to AJ Hawk and we're saying this? Yes. Or no, he didn't. Okay. But so we don't know, though. But I go back to the whole thing. We don't really know what Aaron's saying behind closed doors. We have a pretty good idea with this, though. <laughs> he was just with him on this Saturday. This is literally closed doors conversation but, that did not get on a public interview but, with Mike Tirico. But this that, is the same on That Saturday. was clearly given the okay to say by Aaron. Okay, but Aaron clearly gave the okay to say that I want to be traded, too. No, he didn't. Oh, are you At sure? no point did he. You think that Aaron Rodgers, one of the most calculated guys in the league, didn't know that this was going to leak? 
Aaron could play. I, the good I guy. would be willing to bet that he at some oh, level he didn't no, know. That's so anyway. I, as I was saying, I I do think there is a blueprint, and then actually John Kuhn on ESPN tonight said that there is a blueprint where Rodgers finishes his career here, and I think it's realistic. I think there's a lot of work to be done, but I think it's realistic. We kind of look at there's another element to this though, and this is this is what John Kuhn had said. Is there is a path for him to play because his the ultimate goal is he wants to retire here and Aaron has said this multiple times and he wants to play in his you know to age forty, that's three years, yes. Which ultimately, I mean, one, I mean that's giving Jordan Love a fourth year or fifth year extension, without really having seen other than the preseason. Which, but, if we're talking money, Sam Darnold just got his and that was. Eighteen point six million dollars. Yeah, but, I think you're going to draw another steal at a fifth year option. I don't. I just think that you're going to have to make a decision on. He Jordan. was also the number one pick. I think you're going to have to make a decision on Jordan Love before that fifth year option's up. You you probably will, right? So, I, what I'm saying though is, I mean Jimmy Garoppolo, who was like a second or third round quarterback, like correct. this isn't second. like, this isn't uncharted territory completely. Right, but New England made a decision on Jimmy Garoppolo before. Or that five-year mark. They did. You're you're absolutely so right. So that's what I'm saying with Aaron Rodgers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, what do you? I I don't understand your point. My with point. Jimmy my point is that he didn't get a fifth-year option. Not in New England. He didn't. Anywhere. No, right? Because he was second-round quarterback. Right. Okay. But my my point with this being though, is it's not unprecedented to have drafted a quarterback high. And see what you have there, because that ultimately, I mean, if we would have seen Jordan Love in the preseason, I think we have a lot different takes right well, now. Well, I think we this is completely unprecedented territory. What other organizations have MVP level quarterback that they're talking about ousting the for? Patriots? Yeah, but that's not Jimmy Garoppolo was again a second round pick. We're not talking about a first round pick. The thing with Jordan Love is we're talking that Jordan Love, if Aaron Rodgers, if things stay as course, Jordan or Aaron's not getting traded, Jordan Love's going. We're going to have to pay Jordan Love his fifth-year option, not necessarily knowing if he can play or not, due to the fact that Aaron Rodgers is still starting quarterback in Green Bay. I think I think you're kind of at the. I I think you're both right, but I think you're at the. You're kind of at the point where if you decide to cave to Rodgers, give him money, extend him, guarantee what he's got, then you're you're not keeping Jordan Love. So you're gonna you have one or the other. It's a, you're gonna move the, on. The from only him. counter you're with that get though. A, you're gonna hold people nights it up in the set in yep. in the preseason and my only counter to that though you're you're gonna hope that he lights it up in the preseason and 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 really you know kind of sells it for you and then you know you can trade him and get what what you can out of him and move on happily ever after my my only counter to that though i mean it's a totally different NFL when Aaron Rodgers was the backup. He was the backup for three years. Brett Favre was playing, especially that last year in Green Bay in 2007, played at that MVP level. Yeah, but... But we're, like I said, night and day different NFL. We it's, can't even compare what Aaron did to what Jordan Love was about to do. Because, and we've said this on the podcast before, I believe it was last week or the week before that, NFL starting quarterbacks are coming out of college being ready, able to start in year two. For sure. By year two, if you draft a first-round quarterback, they should be starting. Yeah, I, and I would agree with that and piggyback off of that because it when you're talking about, when you're comparing the situation with Aaron and the situation with Jordan, Aaron was either going to be the number one pick or he was going to fall. Right, right. No, He was no, going to fall all the way. I think but, Jordan loves the same way, though. 
He was uh, I don't think he was number one pick he was overall quality. Top though. eight or drop to the second round. So, I guess just to wrap up here, I'm going to say, you know, as what do you think the outcome is based on what we kind of, you know, what's been reported? May 5th, 2021. Cinco de Mayo. What's going to happen with the quarterback situation this year? Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers week one. I believe he is either let go or traded in the following offseason. Justin? Uh, I agree with week one. I am not going to go that far out. I, I think Ramsey could be correct, but I don't want him to be correct. But I'm not going to go that far out on a limb to predict that. I think he'll be the starting quarterback week one. I will also say he's going to be the starting quarterback here in Green Bay week one. Um, I, like I said, I don't know why. I, I feel relatively confident that that things are going to work out and resolve themselves. I don't know why I think that. I really don't have a track record to think why I think that based on how the whole NFL operates and the business model that they run, especially how things are going. What I do think, though, is that there is a very, you know, there like I said, there is some level of content right now, right? But I think Rodgers and LaFleur are on the same side. Yeah, it almost seems like I they want to be married, but... I think that the, the turn that they're at, LaFleur wants Rodgers here. Rodgers, I think, does indeed actually want to be in Green Bay. I don't, I don't know what he feels about good against. I know he, I think, I truly believe he wants to be in Green Bay. I know he wants to make this work in some capacity. I even think Mark Murphy is probably more on that side than, than good. I think there's a very clear line at Gutekunst. And I think, like Ramsey said, I think there's an element that he's like, oh, I picked Jordan Love. I don't want to look like a jackass on that front. But I also don't want to look like a jackass because if we, you know, if this doesn't pan out, it's his job. But he also knows that if Aaron Rodgers is here, he keeps his job longer. So I, I really don't know. But like I said, I do think this gets worked out where – if Aaron wants to be here in 2022, he still will be here. You just talked yourself in and out and then back into your prediction. Yeah. I said, I believe he will be here. <laughs> so messed up. No, no, no. I said he will be here in 2021 for sure. And long term after that, I have reason to believe that it works out. I'm not going to be the I, negative Nelly. See, I, don't, I, I think that's unrealistic. I don't think Aaron wants to be here this year. I think he might be forced into due to money and restraint on contract. But I don't necessarily think it's like Aaron saying. I, I think I think come this time next year, right before the draft, a week ago today, or yeah, a week ago today when we're sitting here talking about it, we could be sitting here talking about the same damn thing. Where is Aaron Rodgers going to go? I think we'll know. I think there. I, I, I just, don't. I just go back to what I said before. I think the relationship's fractured already. When you have a fractured relationship and trust has been lost, which trust has been lost with Aaron and the organization, you don't come back from that. When Aaron's already the scorned lover. Oh, you know what would be sweet? You don't come back from that. Tom Brady tears his ACL and the Buccaneers trade for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers. It's in Tom Brady to Lambeau? Five. five. Uh, I'd be a season ticket holder. Oh, no, no. They put Tom Brady on IR and they trade for Aaron Rodgers and go for the Super Bowl. And then they beat the Packers in the. Why is that sweet? Because. Because TB12. 
TB12 goes down for good. He's done. But wins his eighth ring because Aaron Rodgers comes in. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the best. Oh, I love that. Anyway, so we'll finish off with what we always do. I honestly wouldn't love that, but it would be a hell of a freaking story, wouldn't it? We'll finish off with what we always do. Yeah, well, what are we rooting for this week, boys? Aaron Rodgers get traded. Wow. Um, I'm going to root for you, Eric. Changing your absolutely shitty philosophy on McChickens. I like McChickens, so if you want me to change my philosophy, I'm going to no, hate no, them. No, you said they were overvalued. I think they I said were I, I'm sloppy and disgusting. I said I am very frequently I underwhelmed. Cut by them. them in fours and put extra cheese on them. Not what I said. And that they're just terrible. No. No, we I'm, all heard I'm, you. I'm, I'm, there's a rough UFC card on this weekend. It lost its main event, which was going to be an awesome main event. Um, so I, I'll root for that to do good. Uh, Thursday night, there's a PFL card on. Um, watch the fighters, man. Watch some fighters. Make some money. Um, rooting for the local teams. Anything going on at the local tracks this weekend? I'm sure those racing Saturday night. Shawano races. I think I the... Know, we got, I, got Blizzard football Friday night between Ramsey and me. And th- you were supposed to be coming, but... I think... Oh, yeah. Go Blizzard. Um, I think uh, one of these nights I want to go see those uh, little racers in Seesaw. That's fun. Have you ever watched them? Yeah. I've never watched them. I want to go watch them. I want to take my boy there. And it's a good old time. And see how that goes. I will say, so I'll, I'll, you know, I want Brewers turning around. They lost again tonight, so that sucks. Um, but I'm going to say, first of all, I'm going turkey hunting this weekend. So, rooting for that. Oh, my God. But also. Uh, are, is Ramsey bringing his scar? No, nah, man. I'm, I don't have a scar. But I'm going, so turkey hunting, uh, blizzard. Ramsey bringing his. Ramsey's not involved. In this one. I also don't have an AR-15 or multiple AR-15s. Bush or... light? I don't have bush light either. <laughs> How about goat tequila? That's terrible. Anyways, cut so that yeah. out too. Yeah, yeah. So, go turkey hunting this weekend. Blizzard football Friday night. I probably won't get to a tip and brother game this weekend. Are you on the change crew? I won't be. No. I'm going to be okay. hanging out with my boy and the crew. For me, wearing suits, chugging brewskis. Did you guys go to Goodwill and get? I haven't yet. No, no. I have my own suit. I, did you see the jacket? No, I, I didn't posted see it no in uh, the roots. No, you put it in our group chat on Snapchat. If you had Snapchat, I'd show you. I have Snapchat. But Boom. anyway, Frankie J thirty three. Did you wear that to your prom? No. So, turkey hunting, Blizzard, Brewers, uh, and. Rooting to have a great weekend with my mom for Mother's Day. Yes, that, you know, change that. I think we all should root for Mother's Day. Go moms. Go moms. Go moms. <laughs> kind of bait right. me into it. That's Root for Wisconsin episode 21 in the books. I'm Eric. We had Justin Ramsey. We are out. See ya. Later. Bye. <laughs>